Bobby Hawk. I'm Elizabeth Placencia. Hi, I'm Tony Hooper. I'm Monica and, Jones. And I need to get over to our script so I can read what I'm supposed to say. Uh, Tale is <laughs> old as time. Song is old as rhyme. Beauty and the Beast. I am sick as a dog. All right. <laughs> we also talk about uh, the hit series Once Upon a Time. All right. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? Sure. I'm doing excellent. <laughs> I'm the only one. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Apparently, right. Oh my god, I, I've been trying to knock this. I, I think I was even losing my voice the last time we podcasted, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I've I've been sick for uh, like a week or two now, and I've been just mm-hmm. trying to knock this, and I cannot. I cannot. But the show must go on. Uh, uh, and Elizabeth is with us. Uh, is with us this week uh, since we uh, were able to postpone a day. So it's it's a whole crew is in uh, in the house this week. And uh, uh, Elizabeth, are who's gonna, are you going to be reading the summary for us this week? Yes. Go ahead. Okay, so just to say that this week's rhyming summary is not so much as a rhyme, but a homage to Bell Rumble's relationship. Okay. Okay. So season seven, episode four. This week is all about Rumble and Bell. Their true love's journey has taken place over six seasons. He took her prisoner. They fell in love. They lo- lost each other and found each other. Their their love is a tale as old as time, but now time is moving forward. Bell is growing old, and Rumple is staying the same. In a beautiful montage, we see them live their lives. Rumple says goodbye to Bell in this week's episode, Beauty. Beauty, okay. Nice. Yes, uh, uh, that was, I think, what I put in one of the Twitter uh, uh, messages or whatever. Like I said, my head's all clouded. Uh, <laughs> uh, was that um, the, you know, did, are, I, I think you're going to be either one of two camps. All the feels, or and I hate even saying that that phrase. So you know, anyway, um, <laughs> or or um, or have you just like totally had you know? Did you write off from Bell like an episode or in season four? You know, are you tired of the whole back and forth and how you know? Do you feel like Bell was just mistreated? You know, and you know, there's there's definitely different camps. Um, but I've always been, I'm not going to say rum bell, because I don't know if I've ever considered myself necessarily a shipper. But um, I've, I've definitely always been on the side of uh, wanting their relationship to, to, to progress. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure we'll get into a lot more of that as the episode rolls on. Uh, oh. Yeah, almost lost you guys there for a second. All right, so but let's just go ahead and uh, move on with uh, this week's episode. So a few years ago in Storybrooke, Bell and Rumple prepare for Gideon's first birthday. As they prepare for the festivities, uh, Rumple tells Bell she's been patient enough. It's time to see the world. 
currently uh elsewhere currently it's hyperion it's halloween in hyperion heights <laughs> weeper is hitting up tilly for info on belfry for which he has none he has however started noticing things in town are a bit um off elsewhere jacinda shows up in hopes of taking lucy trick-or-treating ivy says there's no way victoria would let that happen so now ivy's stuck with her Meanwhile, Belfry's leaving work and is startled by Tilly jumping out of the back seat. She wants to know how and why Belfry brought them to Hyperion Heights. Uh, Victoria answers with a can of mace, and Tilly runs off, leaving her uh, leaving her bag behind. After going through the bag, Belfry calls Weaver. Tilly is off her meds and is a danger to herself and others. She wants him to bring her in. Weaver says no. Uh, Belfry says she might have to turn over some tapes she might have, and Weaver reluctantly agrees to help. Um, so basically, that brings us past the cold open and into the first commercial first act break. Uh, uh, okay, so obviously you got the flashback with uh, Rumple and Bell in, in Storybrooke, and um, I think that almost kind of sets up a little bit of the storyline question that I've been having, because if um, if before they go off to the realm that they're going to go off to later in this in the episode, um, Gideon is eighteen and getting ready for uh, academy, then uh, that would tell me that it's been eighteen years um, mm -hmm. since Henry left Storybrook. It's mm. a long time. Right. But I think uh, but they're in a different realm and time moves differently. They didn't go to that realm until after those 18 years had passed. No, mm -hmm. no, no. I'm t but they were in a castle when well, they were comes in with all those books. What, where are they? I think they're in Rumpel's castle in regular enchanted forest. But it looks mm -hmm. very different from what it used to look like. It looked the same to me. I mean, I didn't go back and look at it, but but that's we'll what get there. With, you know, like that's what happens when it gets cleaned and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it's not just being, uh, when it's not like a just a dark and dingy dungeon. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, but then we also have uh, a lot with Tilly here. She's just starting to act a little off, and she's starting to realize something's weird. Um. I really don't know where I was going with that. Um, and then the, you got the tapes that just came out of nowhere. Like Belfry just all of a sudden has these tapes. She mentioned them at the end of last episode. Did she? I didn't catch that. Uh, it was something with the effect of having recorded where Weaver had been. Huh. Uh, so, something, I, I forget exactly how she phrased it, but it was along that line. But it was kind of just in passing? Or... It was a, well. It was a subtle threat, right? Because um, he was saying, uh, talking about how their goals had aligned before, but now He's, not so much. And she said, right. "Well, I've been keeping track of where you've been going, or something like that." Right. He seemed pretty surprised by. Uh, not to say that, like I said, I I. I didn't catch that at all. That's not, that's not to say that it didn't happen because there's so many things that they cr cram into these episodes that, uh, you know. Definitely. Excuse me. Um, but Elizabeth, uh, did you have a point to make? 
on, on these yeah, first? Well, well, two points, but I mean, this is, the first point was that this is the first time they've had a holiday on the show that I really? can never think of. I can't think of them ever celebrating Christmas or they've had birthdays here and there, but they've never done Halloween or Christmas yeah. or any of those before. You know, uh, like they, like they've had like themed up like that. I think there was like the Halloween that was like a zombie episode, but it wasn't like it was Halloween in Storybrooke. Exactly. Right. No, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. And then my other point was, isn't there patient-doctor confidentiality privilege? Like, how would Belfry know about Tilly's meds? How would she be able to contact the doctor and get that information? In real life, that's not that wouldn't work at all. No, so it didn't true. work for me in this in this scenario either. Because I'm I'm like, wait, that doesn't work, you know? I hadn't even thought about that. To me, it was just like you know, if she's that powerful. She's Belfry, you know. Mm-hmm. But um. But to back it up even further. There wasn't mm-hmm. a label on the bottle. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which kind so of? So how did she know any of that to even start? It was exactly. just like we, it was just like we have to show these blue pills so that when you see the blue stuff smeared in that sandwich later, you'll put two you and two together. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, I, like honestly, I thought it was a moldy sandwich. I'm like, okay, that's not cool. Oh. <laughs> a what? Like a, a moldy sandwich, like you know, all those spots. I didn't know there was those were pill marks until you know it was like, oh wait, these are my pills. Oops, <laughs> sandwiches didn't look right. Do you have anything else to add? Oh, uh, oh, okay. Um, so okay. Well, one one thing I'm really liking about this season is that you know it's 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 not it's. It's, it's just the fact that it's not taking a lot to, you know, trigger some people into thinking that, hey, this, you know, where where am I? This is not right. Uh, you know, like, what's going on? I'm liking the fact that it's not taking so long for it to get to that point. Because if you remember, it once proper. Um, it took it took even somebody a while to figure out saying, hey, something's not right. I'm not where I'm supposed to be or something like that. So I like that they're you not know, like a whole year. It, uh, right, you know, <laughs> like it's not taking them practically a whole year to say, "Oh, wait a minute, something's not right." You know, unless you're unless you're Graham or the, you know the, the the first sheriff of Storybrooke, Graham. Mm-hmm, he, it mm-hmm. took him what five or six episodes, and then they killed him. Yep, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, so many things that could have happened with that character. Okay. <laughs> but uh, also, though, I. I'm 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 also not being so much of, of afraid of of um, Belfry when she's trying to throw her weight as in being the big bad this season. It's like I'm sorry, but you're not that intimidating, and you're actually kind of hilarious when it comes to you trying to be evil. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you ain't I'm, no I'm, evil queen. <laughs> you're right. You. Oh yeah, she's definitely no evil queen. Yeah, certainly no dark one. Clearly, I mean, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't really get why she's trying to be so evil when she's like not. I don't know, but yeah, that's just what I basically thought about those first few minutes. What? Oh no, uh, Monica said something. Oh, uh, just that she's too big for her britches. Uh, Yeah, basically. That's a nice way to put it. That is a very nice way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say something entirely different. (laughs) <laughs> I can't say it. Oh, so yeah, that was the end of my point there. But 
Is she funny? The girl is funny. <laughs> and, uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm just loving so many lines that this episode that was just all over the place. Uh, from uh, who is it? Um, Ivy saying, "I'd rather eat carbs." <laughs> oh. Yeah, carbs. Yeah, yeah. I would yeah. eat carbs every day. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. is, isn't that normal? <laughs> uh, still waiting on someone to make a bats in the belfry joke. Yeah, Victoria. I just that, especially that's be in there like, somewhere. like it's like belfry towers. But I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah, I've I've thought the same thing from the yeah, it's not it's not a far leap at all at all. All right, so Henry tries to get some writing done as Ronnie experiments with cocktails. She asks what's uh, what has him down. He tells her about finding the graves the other night. Ronnie knows it hurts, uh, but suggests trying to move on. Weaver talks to Ro Rogers about Tilly. Rogers thinks he's taking advantage of her. Weaver says he's way. Uh, Weaver says she's his informant, and he'll deal with her his way. Years ago, Bell and Rumple chase after Gideon. They stand on a bridge that Bell says is older than time itself. It's no coincidence. Rumple has come here to throw his dagger over the side and be done with the Dark One once and for all. He wants to live out the rest of his days naturally with his family. He tosses the dagger, and they embrace, only to have it reappear in his boot. It won't be as easy as he thought, but Belle will help. Either way, she just wants to be with him. Back in the Heights, Ivy stares at her phone as Lucy knocks on doors alone. She switches masks with another kid and ditches Ivy. Uh, so, uh, uh, I don't know. Well, uh, once again, I don't really have any notes in here. Elizabeth, uh, did you have anything to add about this scene? Well, first off, speaking of Rumble's dagger... I have it. Very nice. Very For those nice. Of you who aren't watching the podcast, I have a replica. Uh, no, not a replica. I have the genuine article. Are you, <laughs> have, so does I that have, mean? I have the dagger. I stole it from Rumple. Are you? Do you now have the curse, or do you have? No, or do you control Rumple? So you, control so you just control Rumple, okay? I control him. I understand. I can summon him if I want to right now, but I will not. So. Oh. <laughs> He's kind of busy right now, like don't you think? <laughs> well, I digress. So okay. Uh, so the point I wanted to make right now was about this scene was about Belle's hair. Uh huh. A little bit too much Rogue from X Men to me, like the character Rogue from X Men. I was just <laughs> he had this one streak right in the front, and I'm like, who are you trying to be, honey? <laughs> I'm just like, it is Halloween. Yeah. Hair doesn't right. really. It's Halloween, you know. Has Bella? They're trying to age her, but hair does hair. I I may not be that old, yet, but I I've seen other people and their hair is gray everywhere. It doesn't just appear in one area. It. She's unless magical. It, unless it's like unless it's, she is she's not magical. She's not magical. No, no, hair doesn't do that unless you like normal. color it. Unless you color it to do that. It's not a normal occurrence. I've seen it. I've seen like white streaks yeah. in people's hair, but but no, I, that definitely was a bit pronounced. Yeah. Uh, 
you aren't you aren't the first person I've seen point that out. Um, I said, Tony, you wanted to mention something about the drinks. Yes. Um, okay. So first of all, first of all, I mean, come on, Henry, dude. Poison apple, and then you kind of put it in there like, say, hmm, it needs cinnamon. Can we like just come on out and just say, hey, look, I'm your mother. Um, right? And yes, I'm your son. How about we just break this curse right now? I mean, like, what more, what more um, proof do you need that, you know, these characters know each other? Like, you know, it kind of brings, just brings you back up to um, my previous point. With, you know, you know, um, with the saying, like, how much proof do you need to know that you guys know each other, something that's happened in the past, and what more proof do you need? I mean, like, I, I can't say it enough. What more proof do you need? Yeah. This makes no sense. <laughs> I don't know. I think in, in reference to what you were saying before, I do hopefully. I mean, it has so far, so so we'll see where it goes from here. Uh, I'm over here playing with my dagger. <laughs> and then also for the fact that, you know, it, it's it's kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of making seem like the character Ronnie in particular has, you know, um, has, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, has has a similar scenario in her backstory. Maybe, you know, maybe we can get her in a sense of the backstory of what she's been through. Maybe I think that would be a, a very nice little, little opening of an episode or something like that. Right. When she was talking to Henry about loss, she it definitely felt like she was speaking from from experience. Now we know, you know, that Regina definitely has mm-hmm. Daniel, right? The first, mm-hmm. and then and then Robin, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she. I mean, you know, obviously we know that Regina speaks from experience, but it seemed in that conversation that Ronnie was speaking from experience. So it definitely seems like there's a story there that uh, that that hasn't been told yet. Oh my god! I just had this idea. Okay. What if what if Ronnie's name is a combination of Robin and Daniel, like Ronnie, Robin, Daniel, Danny? Uh, I don't know. It just came to my mind right now. I, I could be totally wrong, but I just thought of theories, it. theories, these wild theories. Bring them on. <laughs> That's what podcasts are about. Is is uh, crazy theories? There we go. That's uh, my crackpot theory. All right, for the week. All right, so, so uh, Weaver filed. Uh, oh, lost my. I hope I did not. That is exact. Uh, lost my page. Page three. No, I got it. I just I thought I X'd out of it for a second. Okay, so Weaver finds Tilly mm-hmm. under the troll bridge. Uh, troll bridge. She says she's finally starting to see everyone's stories clearly, and she wants Weaver to see too. At Rumple's library, he and Bell research ways to help him lift the curse. Gideon comes in with news that he's been accepted to Academy. Bell says she may have found something when the dark one, or uh, and the prophecy goes like this. When the Dark One finds eternal love at the sun's brightest set where time stops, the path will appear to where darkness shall rest. Rumpel says he knows that place. It's known as the Edge of Realms. In Seattle, Jacinda is serving the Incredibles some chicken when Henry comes by to try some of that moving on that Ronnie suggested. Jacinda sees Ivy run by without Lucy. 
Uh, she tries to leave, but Henry tells her to stay at work. He will help find Lucy. Tilly, uh, uh, elsewhere, Tilly guides Weaver through the city looking for uh, something. Weaver offers her a sandwich. She says it tastes funny. That's because he slipped the meds into it. Uh, she says there's still time to remember, steers them off road and bails. Weaver chases after her. Uh, Tony, looks like you have something to add for this uh, for this yeah. segment. Yeah, I have a few questions here. So, first of all, out of all these adventures of the Dark One, you know, they kind of made me wonder, why wasn't this so-called, you know, bail out of the Dark One's role mentioned back when they were making a half, half of a season, you know, committed to uh, the Dark One uh, mythology? Um... I mean, like, they kind of do this to a lot of things, like how they seem to, you know, bring up a, a major, a major, um, a major point, you know, to an, an either big bad or, or, uh, or just a character's weakness, you know, in general, like after the fact, which kind of takes over for, you know, get, how, how to get rid of a dark one, like it's a kind of a disease or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, like, Way out, I thought that, that would have been important, you know, to the to, to the Dark Ones mythology, and also, um, uh, I hate that, you know, basically with Tilly, um, you know, I hate I hate that there's a fail save uh, from, from you know from the curse, uh, you know, that, that I'm thinking that Tilly is crazy instead of you know it actually being her real self, you know, that she's trying to remember, like I guess trying I guess trying to remember your real self is, you know a sickness or whatever. Uh-huh. But yeah, that yeah. was my point. That kind yeah. of goes back to season one. Sorry, uh, just with, with Henry. Mm -hmm. um, and Regina sending him off to Dr. Hopper. Mm -hmm. so, you're saying, to, uh, Bobby? No, I, I, I was kind of curious about what was going on with Tilly as well, as far as like... Um, Okay, like, what does Victoria know and not know about what's going on? Because she seemed pretty surprised by, like, the whole, um, uh, you know, the meds thing and just everything, everything about what Tilly brought to her attention. Like, Victoria just seemed, like, surprised. Um, I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. Uh, um, like in the first season, Regina pretty much knew everything, you know, um, you know, from the get go, mm -hmm. and uh, I, and I kind of thought that was the same going on with Victoria as well. Now, obviously, she knows. I mean, you know, it's not like she's uh, just Victoria Belfry because she talked to that witch in the tower on the last episode, so, or whatever episode it was. So we know that. Uh, you know, she is cognizant of what's going on, but how did she not know about Tilly and her meds and everything else like that? Or maybe that's how she knew in the first place. I don't know. Uh, it, it's a little confusing. It is, but I mean, like, of course, I think I think the season's getting better with, you know, each and every episode, especially with, uh, with uh, you know, telling of an end or telling the story of what happened between, you know, Bell and Rumble. 
And then uh, you had a, a favorite line from this segment as well, uh, Monica. Oh, um, even you, Mr. Weaver, have a story, and it's a thing of beauty. Yeah, there was. Uh, I I I very much like. I very much liked the uh, all of, most of the lines that uh, uh, Tilly slash. Well, I guess just Tilly because we only saw Alice for a moment. But even uh, there, there was a lot of uh, foreshadowing moments and and scenes and lines in this episode. And her whole speech about them being pieces of puzzle and wearing masks and uh, yeah from it. from the very first yeah from the very first scene where she was like you're wearing a mask too and you know like yeah just every yes yes i i do very much like the tilly character at this point and that's saying a lot because uh um wonderland i actually uh for the most part liked more than just regular once upon a time proper so uh, there was a lot of baggage being carried, as far as I'm concerned, as uh, you know, bringing a new Alice character onto the show, and uh, you know, it's definitely not the the Alice character that we saw in Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, but you know, that's the point. I I really would have thought um, that uh, she would have been good in, in uh, Once Proper had they brought over you know her or Cyrus. I thought that they would have been a good addition. If you ask me, I I think so too, but. Yeah, we got what we got. Yeah, I I was just realizing that this is, Tilly is a reflection of Jefferson from season one when he kidnapped uh, Snow and Emma and tried Mm -hmm. to convince Emma that magic is real and that Henry, you know, knows what he's talking about. And this is a parallel to that because it's, it's, you know, Tilly's trying to get Rumpel to realize who he is. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's kind of the same character, but obviously not. But you know what I mean, like. No, I definitely I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, I, I hadn't thought about it. it. When uh, Snow and Emma were thrown in that dungeon, wasn't it Rumple that was down there with them, or was it? When Regina? were they thrown in? Je- when were they thrown in the dungeon? In season one, or am I getting storylines crisscrossed? They were thrown. They were never thrown in a dungeon that I remember. Emma was in mm-hmm. a dungeon, yeah, but that wasn't Regina. She was Regina threw her in the dungeon, but that was that was when she traveled back in time, mm-hmm. and and uh, it was uh, Robin's wife. What's her name? That was Marianne. Marianne. oh right, right. It was Marion that was in the cell. Okay. No, but I oh, believe but I believe you, uh, Monica. When um when uh, he uh, basically tied tied Emma up, and you know, I think uh, I and uh, if I had to remember, I think Mary Margaret was with her during that moment. You know, they were trying to okay. find a way to to get out. You know, of uh, Jefferson's house. So I do remember that. Yeah, it was a while ago. <laughs> that was the other one. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely see the similarities there. I hadn't thought about it until now, but I definitely see the similarity. No, and it really kind of sucks on how you know, basically when these when these characters, you know, somewhat wake up, and then you know, of course, the curse is, is there to is there to quiet all you know reason and you know make making it seem like this life that they are and they are now makes sense more than their original. You know, 
Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, let's uh, move on with the rest of the story here. Uh, Belle and Rumple journey to the edge of realms. Rumple tries to make them a home. Belle says she would rather they build it. Together, they build a life and home at the edge of existence and wait for the sun to set and the prophecy to be fulfilled. We watch Belle age as Rumple stays uh, young, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say young. Uh, years go by in the blink of an eye. One day, Belle opens the curtains and falls into Rumpel's arms. Uh, and just a little brief. As Henry looks for Lucy, he finds Ivy crying on a bench. She confides in him, and they share a moment before continuing the search. All right, so uh, I don't know if you guys noticed, uh, as I was taking notes, you know, I, uh, I kind of like take the notes in between each act break and everything, or each commercial break. And the the someone playing something there. Sorry, other TV. Oh oh, um. So I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. So okay. um. So uh, the Bell and Rumple scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Short, and there was a commercial before and after. It was it was very short, and so that's why this is so short. And I had to add something even from another scene to the bottom of it. But beyond that, um, I didn't put notes in here, but Elizabeth stole what I would have said. Um, so I'll just go ahead and let her let her begin. Uh, well, I, I think I think we're all thinking the same thing: is that this was the up montage. If anyone's ever seen the movie, the Disney movie or Pixar mm-hmm. movie, Up. Mm-hmm. There's a whole montage at the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. where they're building their lives together. They build this house. The main character and his wife, they build this house and they fall in love. And, you know, and it's like scene by scene, this uh-huh. whole montage is scene by scene of that montage in the movie. Yes. And it's beautiful. But as beautiful as it is, it's also a foreshadowing. And I knew uh-huh. exactly when I saw that montage what was coming. And I was getting right. choked, and I was getting choked up in that montage, and it was really sad, and it was just, it was, it was beautiful, but it was really sad. The okay. Seeing Belle get older. As for, okay, so like you said, uh, of course, we're not alone. Every everyone saw up in this. Um, mm-hmm. I was, I was live. I was actually able to live tweet this episode this week, and you know, along with the episode, and. Uh, yeah, the, everyone was talking about this was straight up from up. Um, the uh, the the music even sounded like the music from up. Yeah, like the, the music that played under the montage. I mean, I know I know liberally and wholeheartedly from Disney properties, but good God. I mean that was. <laughs> I mean, I, I. The only thing that would have made it more up is if the house had balloons on it and it floated away after, after you know, instead of him walking through a portal, he just oh. floated away in the house. Yeah. <laughs> All aboard uh, the bills, right? <laughs> but but yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I will say that like it's not it, it wasn't great makeup, but it was definitely better than than uh, Wish Hook's old old makeup. 
Definitely. You know what? It seemed like she really aged the way that she will probably age later on in they, her life. It looks yeah. 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 They, they did a decent job. Um, now, no, another thing I will add, again, going back to how, what I mentioned earlier in the podcast, that it seems that it's that, that, that along with this scene and then, you know, uh, actually the later scene with Rumple and Gideon, but it seems like 18 years, 18 roughly years have passed because, um, you know, Gideon is still roughly that age because for them, you know, to us, no time has passed, but for them, years have passed and the sun never set. Um, but now I lost my train of thought of where I was going with that. Um, but yeah, so it's been 18 years. So what, Henry has to be what? 36 by now? I wouldn't say 36. I don't think it's a different timeline. Yeah. Because when when you saw him coming down, you know, out of, um, you know, in on, on, on his motorcycle passing, uh, passing Wampo and Gideon. When he uh, came in, it was almost as if. It, it was almost as if basically we were seeing him season seven, episode one, riding with a motorcycle. They just didn't show, you know. Wampo. No, no, no. Now that you're mentioning that, that is correct. You're right. But that's not, the, but, but. That's still, like I said, that's been 18 years, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because that's how long Gideon, you know, Gideon went from zero to 18. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying that maybe I'm thinking that we're trying to semi follow along the same timeline as if when Emma, you know, was 28 and Henry was 10 or so at the time. And, you know, that's basically how, how old, um, Henry must be, you know, they're passing, um, what, what he's passing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, but I don't know. Like I said, like I've been trying to figure that out. I mean, I think that's something I've pointed out since the beginning of, uh, like, how, um, what is it I'm trying to say? Uh, uh, got lost again. Um <laughs> From the beginning, I've been trying to work out exactly how old is Henry, how old was he when he would have had Lucy and all these other things. Mm -hmm. And now that you even just pointed out what you said about that look like Henry coming in from then, so then that means 18 years from to then. And then... Uh, Because, Wait. like, if I... Oh, my God. Stop trying to make sense of this, Bobby. It's, it, you know what? It's, it, 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 like, it's the once timeline. Yeah. They still have, they still have quote, unquote, promised us that they will come out with the timeline. I, 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 really, don't, don't forget, Adam and Eddie said that they have a... Believe it when I they see have it. A, yeah, I, okay. We're just going to move on because I could, I could sit here until smoke starts pouring out of my ears because <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I, all right. I'm just well, thinking that before. Uh, uh, Henry on, goes man. by. Mm -hmm. He's talking right. to Alice, and Alice says something about strange people here for the fall. Mm -hmm. Right, yes. Yeah, so it has to be, so like Tony said, that has to be Cinderella. season seven, episode right. one. Uh, but that's not season seven, episode one, when Henry leaves Storybrooke. 
No, no it's when we no no no, it, no, it, no. It, it was when it was when he was already in you know the new enchanted forest right but that means it was 10 years ago well that's a good question that's right. at least, ten, at least yeah. 10 years ago okay i quit do you see what i'm well, saying i think i think i got it i think i got it so basically when henry goes to the portal he's 18 correct when he yeah. first steps through the portal, he's 18. Okay, okay. So basically, when Henry's riding down the alleyway or whatever you want to call it in China Forest Street or whatever, I believe he's then, it's like 10 years later or sometime later, Henry, which is probably see, okay. 28 or so. But but here's the thing, though. Okay, he so he's kind of young. He steps but through the steps... Exactly. He, listen, he steps through the portal when he's 18. Okay. Correct. So now, now. 18 years have passed before Ru before Rumpel steps through the portal and we see mm -hmm. and we see Henry going to meet Cinderella or whatever. So mm -hmm. by that timeline, 18 years have passed between uh, Henry leaving and Henry, you know, finding Cinderella. So that means he's like 36 <laughs> at that point. That that's before Lucy even comes into the picture, and Lucy's like ten now. So what? Henry Cinderella wasn't even pregnant yet. Henry's fifty. No, no, no. Like guys, let's play. Okay. Cinderella wasn't even pregnant yet when you saw Monica, did you want to add something, or did you just want us to move on? Stop. <laughs> okay. I can't start on this timeline stuff, and I just get sucked in. And <laughs> all right, let's 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 move on. Tony, did uh? It's still funny though. I'm montage, uh, makeup. Oh yeah, okay. We've hit on all of our all of our points for this uh, segment, so let's move on. Have we? Uh, <laughs> We we hit on everything, so we're good. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> let's let's not make any sense of it. Let's just move on. It's gonna, uh, make, sense it's, it's gonna make sense one day. No. So no. Nope. So Tilly leads Weaver to her place to try and help him remember. She shows him a tip a chipped cup and. We go back to Rumpel, catching Belle as she falls. He tries to use the dagger to help her, but she stops him. She tells him that uh, she solved the prophecy years ago. It was never about the literal son. It was about their love. He has to let her die so the proph prophecy can be fulfilled and they can be together again. Tilly, <clears throat> back in Seattle, Tilly tells Weaver the cup will make him remember. He tells her it's just a cup. She rambles on as her memories start to scramble. Weaver grabs his cup, cuffs as she utters a few nonsense names. Tilly grabs his gun and calls him Rumpelstiltskin just before pulling the trigger. Um, so yeah, a lot, lot, uh, a lot going on in those few moments there. Um, Elizabeth, what did you want to add? Well, uh, I'm just sad. <laughs> And it's just sad seeing Belle die, but then at the same time, the way she closed her eyes didn't look like death to me. It looked like she was just going to sleep. 
Yeah, like she I just, thought so she too. She went from like eyes open to eyes closed, like like that. It was like yeah, it, it she wasn't didn't the, like it wasn't the gradual eyes closing like you normally see on TV. She just or 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 there or there wasn't that like like head lean to the side. I mean, there was like you know like there was nothing like you said. It was just kind of like okay, good night. Yeah, it was like that, and so the, I thought that was weird. So it kind of took me out of the moment a little bit, but at the same time, it was still really sad and beautiful. And I it agree. you know, and she told him the story about how they fell in love, and it was just it was a fitting tribute to their romance. The whole okay. episode. Um, Tony, you had uh, something to add about uh, Belle dying? If you ask me, you know what? Look, Belle, rest in peace. I really, I really, do, I really do believe that she may be, you know, a little bit gone for a moment. But then again, you know, of course, I kind of agree with you there, Liz, with um, with uh, it, it making it seem like she just went to sleep to preserve what was left. I guess. I mean, who knows? But in my eyes, though, seeing seeing Bill, you know, die kind of made me cry a little bit inside. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even gonna, you know, split the truth. It, it made me a little bit feel. Let it out, Tony. Let it out. I feel <laughs> and hope. <laughs> I like. I liked what they did so much that I feel and hope that that this was the end for Bell. Mm-hmm. That like obviously mm-hmm. maybe like when when Rumple finally breaks his curse and they you know then maybe then we see her again when he moves on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I think that should be the end for Bell. Yeah, I I like I believe so too. I mean you know they but there was brought her back for her you know for her goodbye episode and it felt. Like it was a goodbye, you know. There was something I did want to add. I forgot to add about the last uh, segment. It was that. Uh, did anyone else think it was kind of cruel what they did to Gideon? What do you mean? When they when they went off to the edge of realms, mm-hmm. letting and watch them die in an instant. Um, because to, to that to Gideon, Gideon like that all happened. You know, so like, quickly. yeah, you know, yeah. The, the years pass by for them in the blink of an eye, just like he said. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, it was kind of, it was almost as if by doing what they did, they robbed Gideon of years with yeah. them. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I okay, I would have thought that maybe with that, I thought that he was living that life with them. I mean, you know, when... No, he was off at Academy. <laughs> Well, okay, so does that mean that that academy is outside of that realm? Well, yeah, because he had decided that before they even talked about going to this edge of realm. So, then, ed- so then my question is, how did he, like, how was he able to travel back and forth from that realm? I don't know. I mean, they never really discussed, you know, the portals are so plentiful at this point. They never really discussed, you know, how and when they got back and forth from that realm. Um, they didn't say all Rumple said was, Oh, I know where that's at. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you ask me, I kind of thought that, they, that he was growing up, you know, with them kind of like because then you well, he you did know, grow like, up with them until he was 18. Well, yeah, but I mean, like it just seemed like you know, he was there in the moment but didn't stay too long to get but but we saw we saw, um, like he came in for a moment. Mm-hmm. And we saw, like, you know, like, 
he was still the same age as he was when they left, you know, wherever they left, and Bell was years older. So, like I said, it's like they they robbed Gideon of years that he could have spent with his parents. True enough. And then at this point, no. Well, no, I guess... Yeah, so, I mean, he would still be 18 or whatever now, um, but just in... I, I'm guessing that was the enchanted forest they were in. Um, like mm-hmm. I said, I thought it looked like Rumpel's uh, castle, but I'm not sure. It may, may they may have just cleaned it up. <laughs> um, Maybe who knows? You, you know how Once Upon a Time never really explains where they are, really. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I wanted to add about this scene uh, with doing uh, the, the whole Rumpelstiltskin name finally coming out. Um, mm-hmm. I think. Do you think that's okay? First, I guess the the first question would have to be: Do you think he's awake now? Uh, yeah. Which you know, yeah, we'll touch on that obviously later. But yeah, I think obviously, yeah. Um, but but um, that being said, um, do you think it was the gun, or do you think it was the name? Because, like we've mentioned before. Um, you know, in the first season, it was hearing the word Emma that finally woke him up. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if now this time hearing the name Rumpelstiltskin is what, you know, because the chip cup didn't wake him up. You know, everything else that was happening didn't wake him up. Um, you know, now obviously, you know, she kind of said Rumpelstiltskin at the same time she pulled the trigger. So it could have been either or, but. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know. broke the chip cup. They yeah, it. I know that was that was gone. No, but yeah. I think I, I think it had it had to be the name because and he always you know the character Rumpelstiltskin was always fond about names. So yes, it's a big important had, thing. Yes. So so I'm thinking that maybe he had a big influence on this other curse, maybe kind of you know, but didn't quote unquote cast it. You know, or maybe he kind of did a last minute thing like Zelina That's did. what I've been wondering. Hmm. But like if he threw something into the soup. Yeah, to mix it up as she would call it. <laughs> I don't know. When I first when the season first started, I was wondering if maybe Rumpel had something to do with the curse in order to help Henry. You know how he always is is backwards with his logic, but um I don't know. After after what happened, um you know, in, at, in the Edge of Realms with uh, uh, Bell and whatnot, I really, um, I really do feel. I mean, they made a big point of kind of having Bell say over and over again, you know, your heart is pure, you're a good man. Mm-hmm. Um, even Tilly, you know, you're a good man, you just don't remember it, you know. So, mm-hmm. I, I really do feel like they're not having. Uh, like even Weaver, the we've only seen him really do like dark things once, and that was at the beginning of the season with the whole interrogation thing. Mm-hmm. And, and even then, we don't know what the guy, you know, uh, the circumstances of the context of, of what that he, you know, being tortured by Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I don't know. I, I, you know, once again, I hope that they're not just, you know, going back to the well. Um, I hope that, you know, he is redeemed. You know, there is no more, you know, will he, won't he, you know. I think that with this episode, they showed that, like, no, he wants rid of this curse. 
he wants to be with Belle, and that's all, you know. <laughs> I agree. Like, I very agree. Like, let's not go backwards when we've been backwards. Like, no, I'm sorry. When, so many um, times. Yeah, like, right. we've been forwards and backwards for the past six years. Even though, even though in the in the speech there, she kind of says like, uh, "And I've come back to you more than quite more than a few times." Yeah, uh, you know, like she says it kind of like a lovingly thing, but like even even the last time, like for a moment there, you wondered if if they were going to get back together, right? Because you know, for a moment, she you know didn't want anything to do with them, and rightfully so. I mean, which moment? Yes. The, the the very last moment until you know uh, Gideon turned back into a child. I think yes, turning, yes. I think uh -huh. him turning back into a child, which is what you know brought her back to him, basically. No, I agree. Him. I agree. I agree. But yeah, basically that whole half season or whatever it was, you know, like she just wanted nothing to do with him because even when he tried to do good, he was just had twisted logic and could you know, mm -hmm. like he he was it was almost like he was incapable. Of doing good, right? Because even can, when he tried, you know, anyway. Can we all think also that maybe uh, back then, when when this, when, you know, when the story was unfolding, can we all agree that this was Henry writing the story on how it's just supposed to be played and not how it's, you know, how he wants it to be played? Because uh, you know he's a new author, and you know basically. All the things that you know that was happening was towards what, what uh, what was his name again? Uh, the previous author. Um, oh, um, Isaac. Isaac, yes. yeah. Can can we all say that this was Henry's writing or anything like that? What what's going on right now? Of well, of what was going on during season six, like at least after he took up the role of Arthur. Well, yeah, I mean, because there were even moments, you know, like where, you know, he was, I mean, there was that moment where they tried to retcon of, you know, like, you know, at first we were told the whole season was going to be about everyone getting their happy endings. And then it kind of fell to the, to the back burner around the third or fourth episode. And then like four episodes later, there was just a line of people getting happy endings from Henry. Mm, he was like the overall, <laughs> overall happy ending. You, yeah, get, you a happy get a happy ending. ending. You get, yeah. Everybody, look up on your chairs. There's a happy oh. ending. <laughs> All right. It's getting late. Let's move on. All right. Last segment here. Uh, Gideon and Rumple lay Bell to rest. Gideon offers to take the dagger, but Rumple says he must find the guardian to lift the burden. He steps through a por uh, portal to start his journey and runs into Alice. Uh, back in Seattle, Weaver lays in the hospital and sees a vision of Bell. He comes to f he comes to to find Rogers by his side. Weaver tells him to file a report. A masked man came and shot him. Tilly is free to go. Roger ge Rogers gives her the news. She apologizes and they sit down to a game of chess. Lucy, Henry, and Ivy show up at Mister Clucks. Show up at Mister Clucks. Ivy tells the three of them to finish out the rest of the night. Jacinda asks why he came by earlier, and he says it was nothing. At the hospital, Belly, uh, Belfry confronts Weaver about letting Tilly go. She says he must have forgotten about the tapes. He says he remembers quite clearly. Deary. Henry skips face painting and grabs a, a drink at Ronnie's. Ivy shows up with a bottle. 
and the two share another moment. All right, so um, setting up a lot there. Um, I mean, basically kind of going off of what we just discussed before, I um, I mean, I, I think the Deary line there, I mean, just kind of threw it over the edge. He obviously, I mean, that's Rumple, That's gold. That's, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see where things go from here as far as that's concerned. Um, I don't know. Tony, uh, did you have anything to add? <laughs> Uh, apparently, you were. I wasn't the only one who was excited about the uh, the Deary line. Mm -hmm. Right, right from there. If, if, if that doesn't shout, I'm awake. I'm awake. I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> no, mean, definitely. I'm really excited to see what you know, what you know, partial awakened Rumpel is going to do, or all awakened Rumpel is going to do now that he's, you know, aware of what's going on, or at least coming to the surface, kind of. So I'm very excited. <laughs> but I really, in turn, do hope that nothing arises between Ivy and Henry, because she was staring just a little bit too long at him. Yeah, yeah, that definitely, that, yeah, they, that last, that last uh, closing moment of the episode definitely, uh, was did not spell out good things for Henry and Jacinda. Um, I don't know. I I I I could see them. I I I don't see them making them a couple. I could see them making it some weird attraction thing, but I don't see that. I I don't. Uh, I I hope not. Anyway. I'm not worried. Um, You're not worried. Okay. I don't know. She looked a little um, bit too far. Too close to comfort for me. And then going back, uh, Monica, did you have something? It looks like you wanted to say something. Uh, I thought it, it was going to be something of a um, a Snow and Frankenstein date, like <sighs> that's what I'm hoping it's not. That, that, that it's like just a one-off kind of thing. I, I that's what more happens than what we saw. I don't know. I, I I really hope it's not a situation where like the next episode opens up with like Henry waking up. Yeah, yeah, and Ivy's no. Oh, no, no. I don't want that either. <laughs> I really exactly. don't. No, no. Like I've seen. Um, so that's technically his sister-in-law. Technically, you know, I mean, technically, kind of well, well, <laughs> technically, but like sister-in-law, stepsister, you know, it's like so many parts yeah. removed. You know, I know how bad that family tree is, but right, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, we're talking about this. But you know what, though, I've I've seen some comments everywhere out there in the Once Upon a Time fandom that people aren't liking the chemistry between Jacinda and and Henry, and it's like, I okay, but that. but you guys, the show the show for them just started. Give it a chance. This, yeah, this chemistry I, may come up. You know. Yeah, I have seen that comment as well. Um, did you have anything to add about uh? I, I, Ivy and Henry there, Elizabeth, before I bring up another point? No, I'm not worried. You're not worried? You should be worried because it's not right. I, I, I don't know. Jacinda, okay? It's not right. It's not yeah, right. Yeah, I just, like I said, I just hope there isn't like a drunken stupor one night thing that happens. I, I you know, Like I said, I, I really... Okay, hey, so Monica about, brought up uh, the Frankenstein and Snow White one time, one night thing. 
And also, let's not forget uh, the evil queen named Graham. Uh, he was in the shower. She was picking up her shoes. This is not no kids show anymore. Okay, it lost his innocence six <laughs> there's years ago. Yeah, there's afternoon drinking. There's like day drinking on like every episode. Like, like Hello. if you, <laughs> like I think my new shot, my new drinking game is gonna be take a shot every time Ronnie takes a shot. Oh my god! Or, 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 or offers, or offers a shot. <laughs> I am right there with you. Or even, even every time we okay, come so, to Ronnie's bar. Uh, we we had mentioned before earlier in the. It's the new uh, granny. <laughs> Uh, okay, we had mentioned earlier in the discussion about uh, um, like foreshadowing and different things. So there were definitely a few things in this segment that I saw. Uh, there was obviously the uh, when Bell or no, not Bell. I'm sorry. Rumpel was talking to Gideon, and Rumpel said something along the lines of uh, they may not know it, yet, or something along the lines of like having to run into the guardian or meet the guardian on his path or whatever. And then as soon as he steps out of the portal, there's Alice. He runs into Alice. Um, so, you know, so that, you know, right then, you know, leads me to believe that, you know, Alice is the guardian. Um, and then later in the scene, Tilly, or Luke, Tilly, that, um, uh, you know, she's free to go. Uh, excuse me, lose my voice. He sits down to join her to, to a game of chess, and we've already been told, and what two episodes ago I think, uh, that uh, you know Wish Hook uh, <clears throat> enjoyed playing chess with his daughter. So, is this mm -hmm. the Guardian? Is this uh, Wish Hook's daughter, or is it both? Maybe. Um, yes and yes. Yep. Right. No. <laughs> yes <No>. and yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so so Tony, that's a big yes, yes on Tony's part. Uh, Monica, what do you think? Both. Yep. Oh, you think she's both? Majority and, rules. Go, Monica. And, and Elizabeth, <laughs> you think neither? I think neither. You think it's just too on the nose? No, I think because Alice didn't seem like she was trapped or encaged or, I mean, the way Wish Hook describes his daughter and the way he mm -hmm. would visit her, she seemed like free as a bird. So At she that didn't point, seem like though. she was tormented by anything. So I really think, I'm thinking the witch that, that um, Belfry has locked up is, is, mm -hmm. is Hook's daughter. That's who See, I think it is. See, I, I thought that for a moment as well. But um, I'm sticking to I don't that. know. Okay, so so we got one vote. Uh, we'll say one of the half votes because I because I was kind of leaning that way for a moment as well for uh, for the witch as far as Hook's daughter goes. And and if that's the case, who do you you know like um, who would you think the guardian is, or do you have any theories? No, I don't have any theories about who the guardian is at this moment. Okay. All right, so um, that does it for the summary of uh, and the notes of this week's episode. Um, let me see. There are a few. Let me get down to the end here. All right, so um, were there any questions answered this episode? I didn't even I didn't even write this uh, in the notes. Uh, any any questions that we've been that we've had asked over the course of the season that's been answered during this episode. Definitively, mm -hmm. not really, huh? No, no. 
because we're still left with more questions. Yeah, it seems so like a whole lot of as far as yeah, now, as far now, as that's concerned. <laughs> so yeah, as far as that's concerned, it seems like a whole lot of running in place. Um, yeah. I I kind of like it when we're like you know we're given a few answers and then left with still more questions. But it it does seem kind of even though this was a good episode. Now looking, you know, look, thinking about it in this context, uh, it does seem kind of defeating when when nothing gets answered. Pretty much <laughs> because like here we are now with questions left for season seven. So like okay, we still have no idea about and you know about the curse at all because that did episode was about. But even mm. though. That's what the episode was about. We have no clue. All we know is that now Rumpel probably knows that Belf what that Belfry has a little more to you know, like we really don't know anything. <laughs> um we still don't know who cast the curse. Yeah, we still don't know any of that. Um and the uh do you think we'll ever touch on Tremaine and and Wishhook's uh shared past? Probably not. Um I hope so. <laughs> I hope so, but probably not, because there's so much going on. Look at all these questions that I have. What's uh, excuse me? Who is Wishhook's daughter? Mm-hmm. What's Alice's deal? Uh, as I always, think, what, I think we kind of answered that. You know, I think we with this episode, um, we have theories. Yeah, I, I, I think we have like a series of things, like you know, with her trying to get Rumpelstiltskin's memory back. Uh, trying to, you know, because he obviously entrusted her with getting his memory back. Mm-hmm. Right, but said, why? That's, told that's, him to. Exactly. It, yeah, you told me the cup would work. You're right, exactly. Um, <laughs> I think that's one of her <laughs> biggest things. Um, who's in Belfry's Tower? Yeah, you know, we didn't even, yeah, well, I mean, who is she? You know, like, like when I looked her up on IMDb last episode, it said she was going to be in like ten episodes, and now here we are, the next episode. I haven't, you know, there's no hide nor hair of her. And so, what's her deal? You know, I don't really see her motive or deal per se come coming out until uh, probably. There's I an episode. I, I call it like a little bit more, like probably like two or three more episodes. I'd say more than that, even because um, I think it's episode ten, maybe that mm-hmm. is actually called "Witches." Mm-hmm. That I guess will deal with, you know, going ahead. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I don't know. I mean, there's just a lot of questions, and we're only three or four episodes in, and. Four, okay, four episodes in, and it just seems like, like you were saying earlier, that it seemed like things were moving along at a pretty brisk pace. But then, as I sit down and examine it, it seems like uh, it seems like a whole lot of running in place to me. Mm -hmm. um, Let's move on to this week's arbitrary scale. Number of uh, morphine drips from uh, uh, Weaver's IV. IV. <laughs> the, reason why I said um, the reason why I said numbers is because I was counting you. Uh, oh, no, I know, I know. That's what I'm trying to think. Uh, 334. 334. 300, out of 334 
drops of morphine from Weaver's IV, what do we give this week's episode? Elizabeth. Uh, thinking about it. Um, I give it 329. <clears throat> Fairly high. Okay. Um, I knew you were going to go high. Uh, <laughs> do, do, I so e well. do I even have to ask you to elaborate as to why? or What do you think? <laughs> Just guess. <laughs> okay. Excuse me. All right, uh, Monica. What do you want to give this week's episode out of three thirty-four? Three seventeen. Okay. Um, do you have? Uh, it seems like everyone's got a big like. You know, this episode was great, but uh, so the change change pace. Is there anything you didn't like about this episode that you know? Yeah. Why is it? <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. Uh, the Ivy storyline, I I like that we got line in general. Of, um, and that, in, but that Henry thing, I'm like, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah, nope. it definitely sounds like you oh, don't want to, any of no. that to happen whatsoever. Yeah, but I, I like that we got not just that we got more dimension to her. Yes, it was nice to get a little more of just like she's, you know, of just a person staring at her phone and ignoring everybody, and, and you know, a little more context as <laughs> to why. Like that. That's yeah, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. And uh, Tony, what do you give this week's episode? Um, possibly three hundred and twenty morphine drops. Three twenty. Um, do you have anything to add as far as like good points, bad points, or you know? Good points. I'm glad that we got a somewhat close to the story. Um, uh, I also love the uh, the um, Pixar's um, representation <laughs> in, in this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, you got the Incredibles, and then you have the up montage. I, I really love those points. Like yeah, the yeah, the double Pixar moments. Yeah, double Pixar moments. So they get double points. <laughs> yeah, so, all over the place in this episode. Yes, all all over the place. <laughs> but um, also, the, also one thing that I am agreeing with uh, Monica that I do not under any circumstances, I do not want no moments, none, none between just um um not Ivy, but uh Ivy and um and uh, Henry have. If that happens, I am so done. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want that either, guys. I don't want that either. Oh, I also thought it was cool how they had a an Elsa costume, a Snow White costume. Yes. I could have sworn I saw Emma, like an Emma red jacket, like oh, what? Uh, like behind the scenes. Oh, really? Behind you know the bed. Behind the bed. Red yes. jacket, but I thought it was a Captain Hook jacket. No, it looked like a red jacket to me. It didn't look like a Captain Hook jacket. And then I, I think it was a Disney Captain Hook, not our Hook. Oh, I didn't see that been. one. It, it was it when like, I was sitting down. It was just somebody walking by in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah this there was, was a lot of background, like Disney homage characters. It was cool. I love it. Yeah, it was definitely a good like East Snow White and asking, "Have you seen?" Right, it's like you're asking your grandma. Of course, oh. he asks his grandma. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that was good too. 
right, yeah. Um, okay, so like my voice is kind of going right now. So, uh, I mean, I kind of been explaining exactly what I loved and didn't love about this episode so far. So, you know, take all that into consideration. I will give this. Um, I'm gonna stick with you guys. I'm gonna go somewhere like I'll, I'll say three twenty-three. I really thought this was a really fitting end to to like Rumple and Bell's story, or I guess not necessarily end because you know now he's on the journey to try to to uh, be with her again, but uh, or at least a Bell's story at the very least. And I thought you know it it, it was fitting. It was fitting. Um. But anyway, and A pluses. Mm-hmm, definitely. Even yeah, the, yeah. Uh, like even the review that I saw today said that we're going to give this episode A plus or or an A. So definitely, I love this. Yeah, I haven't heard. I haven't really seen you know too many bad things. I mean, other than the timeline that we started pulling our hair out over. Um, yeah, I it, it all good things for the most part about this episode. So. Let me see here. Do 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 news. Yeah. <laughs> news. All right. So, uh, not a whole lot of actual news. Uh, there was some ratings. Uh, it seemed like. Uh, let me see. Where? What was it? I have in the notes here. That uh, the ratings held steady at a point five for this week. Um, yeah, I mean, a, a, it's a very small fluctuating or fluctuation, but for the most part, pretty much held steady. Unfortunately, it is down from I believe it was it premiered with like a point seven, um, and it held that for the second week, and then just started going down after that. Um, again, we've mentioned this before. This is Fridays. Um, was the World Series last uh, last there was Friday? A game was there a game Friday? I know there's a game tomorrow. Game there Friday was a game tomorrow. There was a game yesterday. There was uh, I think yeah, there was a game Friday. Yeah, because I watched it. I'm sorry, I just couldn't remember. Yeah, no, there was a game. So, and you know, so I'm sure that has a, a little to do with the ratings as well. Um, playing another few weeks or so we'll see if the ratings start to tick up at all um but you know for now it is what it is um but that being said that uh brings us on to feedback which we actually have some of this week i'm ready i'm ready all right um all right let me uh you want to start with facebook or do you want to start with the voicemail it's up to you all right. Uh, let me just go ahead and get the voicemail out the way. Okay. Uh, this is uh, Virgil. I don't know if we've heard from him before, uh, as far as on Twitter or Facebook or not. But um, here he is. Uh, me about um. Uh, why he thinks Cinderella is the other sister that Tremaine was uh, referring to. Hi, uh, I was listening to this week's episode, my name is Virgil, uh, where there was confusion on uh, when Tremaine killed the, the prince, uh, she says something about her other daughter. She claims, uh, what makes this Tremaine different from the other ones is that she claims Cinderella as her own, I mean, well, not, she, not biologically, but she claims her as a daughter. 
So that's what she was saying, that my hope was that he he would have been interested in Drusilla, but he's interested in you, so I'm killing him. So, and that's also backed up by the fact that unlike any other incarnation of the Lady Tremaine character, the fact that she was willing to take custody of Cinderella's daughter, uh, no matter how vengeful some of the other incarnations have been, I could not imagine any of them, any of the other ones actually taking custody of Cinderella's daughter because that was always sort of the main reason Lady Tremaine hated Cinderella in, in, in folklore was that she was a single woman who already had two daughters of her own who suddenly had to take care of a third after her new husband suddenly died. So that's the answer to the question. There is not a third daughter. She claims Cinderella, uh, she looks at her as another daughter, even though she understands that it's her stepdaughter. So I wanted to answer that question. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically he was saying that uh, that there is no third daughter, or I mean, at least no live third daughter, that uh, when the when Tremaine said that uh, the prince had eyes for her other daughter, was, that she was refer actually referring to Cinderella, because this Tremaine seems to see Cinderella as, uh, you know, accept her as a daughter, not just a stepdaughter. And then he goes on to say that this is... Uh, um, uh, added to by uh, her taking on Lucy as a, as a step, uh, you know, or um, taking on custody. Yeah, whatever. Taking on custody of Lucy. She's doing that as a favor to uh, <laughs> um, uh, Jacinda um, or Cinderella, whatever, you know. Um, I, you know, obviously she's doing that to torture her, so. Uh, I don't know if I necessarily agree with every point that Virgil has to make. Uh, do you guys have anything to add? Um, uh, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. All right. Sure. All right. So that was uh, the only. We, we just appreciate that Virgil get you know sent us. Oh no! I Very yes. Yes, Virgil. If you have anything else to add, or if you want to elaborate on your theory, there, please feel free. And anyone else, um, feel free. Send us a send us feedback at uh, greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com, facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. Um, but I believe we and as far as Facebook goes, we actually have a few uh, feedback uh, that Elizabeth's going to share with us. Yeah, um, we had like a conversation going on on Facebook. Um, so, Bobby, you posted on Friday. So, is Alice the guardian, Hook's daughter, or both? Write us with your crazy once upon a time thoughts and theories. So, Rachel Nash chimed in first, and I she said, I think she's both guardian and Hook's daughter. She's fighting the curse, which makes her look crazy. Emma was a savior, so it makes sense that her daughter would be the guardian. I'm liking the season more with every episode. Um, Camilla Maria Concha, sorry if I say that wrong, um, <laughs> said, Creation Storybook, why not? Tilly looks like Emma, and she was pregnant when she left. They could make it happen by some magical way. And then Rachel Nash, it's, this is a conversation. So Rachel and Ash goes, if, if she's Hook's daughter, she would be Emma's. She would be the girl eight, girl Hook 2.0 is looking for. Um, and greetings, or I'm guessing this is you, Bobby, said, isn't Wish Hook looking for his own daughter? I don't think they ever mentioned 
who her mother would be. And then Camilla chimed in, exactly. Could be Emma and Hook via curse or something. For, forget about it. Um, Rachel Nash also said, Emma just told Henry she was pregnant. Else would be that child, the one wish Hook said he was looking for. And then I think there's something else if I can find it. So let's see. Yeah, I believe there was one other person that... Um... Yes, Vicki Lance. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, she said, oops, let me open that. I freely admit that I have never been a fan of Rumple and Belle, but the scenes with them at the house were pretty sweet. I'm glad that their story is over and done with and we can move on. One thing that extremely confused me was when they had the first time jump and Belle suddenly had only one section of her hair that's completely white, a la Rogue from X-Men. That's what I said. <laughs> I agreed with her totally. No one's hair changes color like that. And I totally agree with her, and I commented that I agreed with mm -hmm. her. Um, and then I think that's all the feedback. If I'm missing someone, I apologize. No, I, I, think, I think you got it all there, Elizabeth. And... Um, like I said, or like everyone here said, this it it was great to finally have some feedback. We love to hear from you guys. Um, uh, uh, we, was there like a week or two left. Uh, we actually started a small uh, giveaway to try to um, promote feedback. You know, we want to hear from you guys. You know, it. I mean, it's just some little odds and ends. Uh, once knickknacks, I've got a uh, a rumple still skin Funko. I want to give to you guys. Uh, I uh, believe Tony had had a uh, a graphic novel to pass along, and mm -hmm. it's just to share the once love because we you know we. So once again, hit us up on email greetings from storybrook at gmail dot com, Twitter at gf storybrook, and Facebook is uh, facebook dot com slash greetings from storybrook. Speak up, Tony, so they can see that book. This is the uh, graphic novel that uh, we wanted to add in, into the giveaway, you guys. Right, you know, and if you, all you got to do to enter the giveaway is just like I said, Facebook, Twitter, email. The voicemail is four two four two seven four two three five two. That's four two four two seven four two three five two. And guys, I am like about dead my voice is like so gone right now um bill uh i definitely understand you know, yeah there were some there were some nights in podcasting that bill uh you know had some rough nights talking and, uh, and i'm right there with you pal like i i understand how you feel now um so i'm gonna go drink some magic juice hopefully uh <clears throat> excuse bring me bring some with you next time <laughs> I know, man. Some honey, some tea, some something. I don't yeah. know. Um, but regardless, um, we want to hear from you guys. Hit us up. And until then, uh, uh, Elizabeth, where can we catch you on uh, online? Well, big news. I now have Instagram. Oh, wow. I have joined the world. I'm trying to remember. Okay, so I am queen underscore Liz underscore 87 on Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember what I am on Twitter. I can never remember. <laughs> I think it's Queen underscore Liz 87 on Twitter. And then it's just Elizabeth Placencia on Facebook. Keep hitting in different underscores. You'll find her. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll fire her. <laughs> it's the only way to get my name like there because if I just do it without an underscore, it doesn't let me. So I have to put that underscore in. Okay. Sure. And uh, just Elizabeth Placenti on Facebook. Uh, Monica, how can we reach you on uh, online? I'm on Twitter at Monica Sedai. That's S-E-D-A-I. And uh, Tony, if anyone wanted to reach you, where, where, where would they contact you? You guys can contact me on Twitter at Hoops900, H-O-O-P-S-900 on the Twitter. Hawk H-A-W-K-E on Twitter, uh, Bobby Hawk on Facebook. Um, I don't have an Instagram. Maybe that's something I should do. And then, of course, you can, um, you know, I'm always posting in the greetings from Storybook uh, Twitter and uh, Facebook. That's uh, at GF Storybook and uh, Facebook.com slash greetings from Storybook. And as always, you can always catch uh, me along with the our other three host here um, talking about Once Upon a Time, one of our favorite shows. <laughs> um, so, the best show. Uh, the best show in the world. Until next Bye. week. <laughs> Greetings, Greetings from Storybrook. Yeah. Yay. Come on, play, Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! Boo! <laughs> <laughs>